The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hello, Boston. You, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of this program, from Insurance Baby. Off the basement trenches, off the basement trenches. I'm your host, Larry Hagenbottom. And again, I come to you once a week, share my uh, thoughts and also my observations from the trenches. I'm sitting out, out here uh, for my people for the last two decades, uh, providing mental health services in folks' homes, getting some clear observations, some clear, uh, just, you know, just views. Again, I am not against any group especially black people. Although my focus on American-born blacks or Ados as I identify as Americans and of slaves, I'm not against black Caribbeans. I'm not against black Africans. We're all a part of the black race. That's true. No doubt about that. I'm with you on that. But my focus on my group has been for 400 plus years who now are, for the most part, a permanent underclass by all the research by communists. And we need to understand, we need to really focus on our, ourselves, our issues. <clears throat> so I target my group, disparaging no group, disparaging no group against no group. It's not about being divisive. It's about saying that my group, since King was murdered and Malcolm was murdered, we've gone the wrong way. We got off our square. We own everybody's square but ours. Everybody has benefited from our our elders sacrifice from affirmative action, nature 665 of things, nature 65 acts of uh, uh, integration, affirmative action, you know, you name it. Everybody's benefited from these laws but us. Because if we stop fighting for ourselves, we stop fighting for people of color, we're not one of them. What brought them to America is not what brought us here. Our lineage is not their lineage, our struggle is not their struggle. Our fight's not the fight. We've been fighting the spirit of white racism for 400 plus years. We now, as a community now, is a permanent underclass. All the research shows that. All the data shows that. So my topic today, neighbor, is on image. Why image matters. Ados, your image matters. What we project into the world matters. How folks perceive us matters. Because if you think about it, community, from the time so-called we was emancipated, free, so-called, the white community has been deliberately distorting our image as violent. We're going to kill people, rape people. We went from being docile, loving being enslaved, meant to be enslaved, the whole nine yards. Once emancipation came, also now the image of us changed. We were buffoons, right? Promiscuous women, sensuous women, with no class, highly sexual, 
the image change once emancipation came. Also, not black men with them being docile, right, who needed supervision and the care of the white community. Also, now they're violent. They're violent. You got to keep an eye on them. The current day police came out of what? The slave patrol. Patrolling the plantation or the ex-plantation to make sure that, right, the night watchmen keep an eye on the Negroes. And so what I see out here, again, it's my observation, you come to your own conclusion. In the last 50 years since King was murdered and so was Malcolm, we have gotten, we have forgotten the importance of image. Your image matters, neighbor. Every evening on the 6 or 11 o'clock news, you see deliberately, as the white folks don't do crime, as though they don't do crime, you see the image of what black people, namely males, and sometimes black females, involved in what hideous behavior, criminal behavior. Either what they're knocking folks out on the subway, attacking folks on the sublight on the subway, doing drive-by shootings, right? Attacking folks in gangs, terrorizing people, etc. As though white people do not do any of those things. That image, right, get played out a thousand times in loops. You just get this loop, 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 loop. You see at 6 o'clock, you see at 11 o'clock, you see the same hideous behavior that some of our folks are creating, are creating, smash and grab, right? You see it. Drive-by shooting, you see that, right? And so it just reinforces, right, the notion that Ados, Americans and the slaves of black Americans, right, are violent people, and especially those black males. They're dangerous. They are unpredictable. Black male anger. If you think about our elders, I was blessed to be born at a time, I was born in 1953. I was mentored and shepherded by folks who were born in the 1890s, 1900, 1910s, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And they knew the importance of image. Despite what the white community thought about us and also what they betrayed us to be out in, 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 in the atmosphere, you know, you see, you saw the you know, cartoons of black men eating watermelon and chicken, though they didn't like watermelon and chicken, but we did. You saw the the, the uh, buffoonery they show black people, especially black men, you know, step and fetch it, you know. Our parents, my parents, were determined not to live up to that stereotype. They did all they could to disprove, despite what the white community thought about us, to really uh, affirm their disbelief or their belief in us, right? My parents, 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 and our elders went out their way to make sure that not, that's not who we are. Not perfect people. Nobody's perfect. That's true. But they went out their way to make sure we're not going to live up to the image that the white community have had that what portrayed us to be. Right? Promiscuous. 
women highly sexual, sensuous, right? No class. And in fact, if you wanted to get your butt beat real bad, go out there and embarrass your family in public. It was a look that my parent gave me when we were downtown. We came from Birmingham up here to Boston, City 3. Going out to the public. My mom would look at me and my brother and say, you know, don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. That's why group pride, racial pride, racial pride. We have no racial pride and no group pride. We have no sense of shame as a people anymore. Many don't have, have that anymore. We knew that what was good for the group, good for us. How do they view the group? How they view, they view us. So if the group is disparaged, if the group is humiliated, if the group is shamed, right? You're shamed. That's why you're part of the group. And now too many of, too many of our young people, right? Deliberately go out the right to be the biggest N-word, N-person you, you know. Our parents, parents, parents will determine we're not going to prove to our community that we were the N-word. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? You cannot go out there in public and embarrass your family with your family name. Image matters, neighbor. Your image matters. What you project in the atmosphere matters. And many of our people today, right, have no shame, no conscience about group identity, don't even connect with group. They have sold their soul for a dollar. You see them on these uh, different platforms. You see the so-called, so-called, what they call artists, artists, be they female rappers or, or male rappers. Look at them. How can the people, all right, gun respect your women? They are beautiful. They are definitely beautiful. But they might as well be nude. They are nude. They're showing everything God gave them. Everything. To promote an album, a record, or a film. Everything they're showing. So how can you take people seriously who are doing it to themselves, given the history and what the relationship of this country when it comes to Ados, Americans and slaves, or black Americans? Look at the history and the foundation that this image is founded is based on, right? Many do ourselves a disservice when you go out there, right? And do these things. It's like there's no shame, there's no pride. Our women, they're beautiful, shapely, they're drop dead gorgeous, no doubt. But they must show themselves, reveal themselves, to show all their curves, all of themselves to sell an album or to show a movie or whatever. Cicely Tyson never did that. Think about it. Never did that. The actors of old, male and female, never just did anything for a buck. And today, our so-called entertainers will do anything for a buck, for a dollar. Because Why? There's no group pride. 
There's no individual pride. There's no idea about image. Our image matters. When you come from where we come from, as a bottom class, bottom class group, who've been on the bottom since emancipation, since day one, your image matters. You look like young men. Go to any, pla- any platform. Look at them. Even they're waving all the money they made, right? Waving firearms, right? Tattooed like a, like a, like a, like a billboard, right? Live up to the negative image of black males, right? Overly aggressive, violent, impulsive, right? And they're prone to be violent. And so it gives the white community, right, permission, right, to what, shoot first, act question later, or to incarcerate you, give you 40, 50 years in your prime, because why? You are what? A minister of society. So my title of today, my, my talk today is about an image. Why are we, of all the folks here, Adolf, American is the slaves, American born blacks, why are we so nonchalant about distorting our image? Whereby we do things, right, to hurt ourselves. We are the most despised group in America. Right. What's the five group in America? So when you go out here and do things, right? You know, smash and grab, okay, fighting on subways, okay, drive by shooting, okay. All those negative images that's projected on the tube, you hurt the group. Why? We already have a PR problem from day one. Since 1865, 1865, we've already had a PR problem. My parents were born in 1930. They were determined, and their peers were right, not to live up to the stereotype of what we were, be it male or female. Wasn't perfect. They did their stuff. Yes, they did. But they had pride in the group. They had racial pride, group pride. And in fact, I can remember being born in Mississippi, we lived in Birmingham and also Memphis. I can remember I can remember being in grade school where my teacher told me, my teacher told me, Larry, you must get it for the, for the group benefit, for uplifting the group. You must be smart for the group's sake. Not for Larry's sake, but for the group's sake. I mean, I mean, I mean tell me that. For the group's sake. Because they had what, they had what? Racial pride trying to uplift the Negroes. Trying to make sure the Negroes will be what? Treated right and viewed as what? Competent citizen of America. And today, go to any platform, look at our so-called young people, even old people. Women might as well say they're for sale. Are you going to do my nails, do my hair, do my food bill, pay my rent, pay my car note, then I'll roll with you? Think about it, man. Think about it. It's open prostitution. Think about it. 
I will get with you if you can do these things to what take care of me. Not we're going to build something together. We're going to grow something together. Right? We're going to rise together. But if you can do X, Y, and Z for me, right, then we can what? We can kick it. It's prostitution. And the men, right, the men today, they're not saying, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, time out, time, time out. We're not trying to grow together, build together, prosper, prosper together, rise together. Men today say, okay, I'll pay your bills. I'll do your nails. Pay your rent, whatever, for those who can. Well, that's tricking. Have we, have we become just what? A people just what? Holes and tricks? That's what we are? Is, is any one of the folks don't take us seriously as a group? As a group? Because look what you see on these platforms. Look at our people, our young people, both male and female. There's no group pride there, no racial pride there. Look at the image that we are projecting into the into the atmosphere. That we can be bought. If the price is right, we can be bought. And black women, if you go back and look at your elder. During the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Look at those films. I'm sure they were struggling. I'm sure they didn't have the means. But look how they dressed and carried themselves. Look at them. Look how dignified they were. How classy they were. How private they were. Why? They're representing the group. Your women represent the group. Nowhere would you look at those women during the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s where they were called a for sign sale. I am for sale. For the right price, I am for sale. Nowhere. Look at our men. And we was treated, right, downright despicable during the time. Despicable as a community. The men, despite being de de degraded, denigrated, and embarrassed, out in the marketplace, carry themselves with pride. Look how they dress themselves. Look how they dress out in, in, in the atmosphere. Look how black males dress during the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Look at, look at them. Even during, even during the black power movement, look at how black men and women carried themselves. Look at how we carried ourselves. And we were downright po. Po, po. Why? Because white community own all the wealth and control all the resources. That's true. But we did not disparage ourselves, degrade ourselves, denigrate ourselves, humiliate ourselves, or insult ourselves. We didn't do that. What happened to us as a people? That's right. So today I'm talking about I'm talking about today the important image. Important image. Your image matters, neighbor. Ados, American American descent of slaves or black American. Image matters. What folks think and perceive of you matters. 
And again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name a little hourly chat. It's called From the Trenches, baby. From the Trenches. Observation of the Trenches. Observation of the Trenches. Some of what I'm seeing out here. And I contend that for many of our people, they've gone the wrong way. Our image has been totally compromised. And many of us, right, are adding to that negative position by the things we do. I contend by being out in churches and families' homes for the last two decades, the many folks who conceived kids had no idea their job or their role. They have failed. The children mean they have failed our community. But also, if we back up a minute, it means their parents failed them. I used to say, well, they know no better. They're doing the best they can. Now I say, your best ain't good enough. Nope, ain't good enough. Look what, you have, look what you have unleashed in the community. Look what you have unleashed into the community. Look at your misbehaving kids who are not grown. 19, 20, 25, 30. Look at your misbehaving kids that you raised, supposedly. You fed, supposedly. Provided for, supposedly. Nurtured, groomed. Look what you have unleashed into the community. Look at the mayhem that they are rendering in the community. But also, I kind of realized, too, if you failed them, your parents failed you. Because you are a reflection of what you got. You didn't get much, you didn't get much. Who pays the price? We do. The black community. Because now, your children, who are now grown in their teens or 20s, right, running buck wild, you can't do nothing with them. They don't listen to you. Or you can say, log them up. Log them up. And so we end up paying a double price. How so, Larry? Pay attention, pay attention. First price we play is that, hey, your kids are just running buck wild in the community. Just terrorizing the community. Just terrorizing the community. Second price we pay, we not, must not pay, have them incarcerated. In Massachusetts, I did a show some years ago, but then she was running for DA, uh, Rachel, Rachel Wallace, Rollins. She said then it cost about 60 grand a year. 60 grand. $60,000 per year. And that's she was lucky for one year, for one person, one person, 60 grand. So think about this here, neighbor. I've done nothing to you. Nothing to you. Because you have been raised improperly. No sense of morals, ethics, right? Discipline, restraint. Now I must now pay as a taxpayer 60 grand per year to lock you up per person. And I did nothing to you. And in this white, white supremacy 
like white supremacy legal system, you might get 20, 10, 20, 30 years during your prime. You go in during your early 20s, come out during your, during your late 50s or 60s, right? Obsolete, no skills, no place to stay, right? And I must now pay for you to have a place to stay because why you and your 50s or 60s are totally obsolete. Because someone failed to teach you the importance of imagery. Your image matters. What you project out in the community comes back. So you went out there and did your best to be the biggest, the baddest person in the community, raising hell, raising all kind of hell. You had no group identity, no group loyalty, no group connection, no group love. And now we must pay for you. Because you was not taught the importance of where you were in America as a member of ADOS. It was based on contempt and hate for us as, as a people. It's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. You go out there trying to be gangster or, me, or Mrs. Gangster. Having children, you're not raising, not preparing. They're not doing well in school. They're not doing well in the community. It's a lose, lose, lose for the entire community. Because someone failed to, to teach you the importance of image. Your image matters, young man. Young lady, image matters. So he uh, tattooed up like a billboard, like a, like a display sign, all right? trying to project something that you are not, trying to be something you are not, in a society that cares for you not. Anybody listening? I'll say it again. Trying to be something you're not, trying to project something you're not, in a society that does not care for you, Ados. I make it more black, black American. Does not care for you. Never did. Never did, never will. Because from the time we was emancipated, we were deemed the villain. We were been we have been been portrayed as dangerous, violent, rapists, murderers, thugs, killers. Look at any program at six eleven p.m. noon. What do you see? Us. Now, granted, right. White, white folks are doing just as much hideous behavior. But who, who, but who is, country is this here? It's their country. Who control all, all the institutions? They do. So they can, A, shape the imagery of a people. So yes, their folks are robbing, murdering, killing, doing this silly stuff. But who do you see on the news? Adolf. Americans and the slaves of black America. And it goes contrary to how our parents raised us. Those parents born in the 1900s understood racial pride, group identity. They understood what they trying to write, convey an, a counter-image than what, than, what, than, what, what, than what was portrayed of us. And it was like, they were now that being foolish or, or silly. It's been as a day. 
There's a thing called racial pride, group pride, group identity. We must do well for what the Negro race. Despite what they think about, we're not going to live up to those unhealthy impressions. And today, many of our young folks, right, they have no sense of group pride, racial pride, individual pride, because why they're brought into this nonsense about multiculturalism. We're all Americans, right? Equity, things that mean nothing, nothing. Because nowhere in those concepts, be it equity, right? Multiculturalism, right? Diversity, all those concepts. Wealth and power never changed hands from the white community. They still own and control all the wealth in this country. It is what it is. What it is. It's their country. It is what it is. I came to realize that about, about 30 years ago. I said, Larry, the black community owns all the wealth and control all the resources. It's the institution. It is, it is what it is. That being the case, if you're not highly skilled and marketable, this thing called capitalism, capitalism, right? Well, labor is still important now. It's still important. If you don't possess high-income skills, they're essential. You're not going to do well. This is a white man's country. This is, it is what it is. You know, it's just getting around that. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. So being a person who's been there for over 400 plus years with no wealth, we control no institution. And our image have been deliberately tarnished by this community. They go out there and do things stupidly, right, to uh, co-sign that belief. And I'm foolish. My parents taught me as a Negro male some things you should not do, Larry. It's, it's just in my soul. First and foremost, as a Negro child, Negro male, you should not be in front of that white man's court system. You should not be down in that court system on no, no level. Anything criminal. I'm blessed also being born in the 50s. All of my peers, my, my friends that I grew up with, right? Their parents also echoed the same sentiment. Under no circumstance you be you be down from that white man's court system. We never did. None of my friends, why, was down there on anything called uh, criminal criminal violation. We didn't do that. Because our parents knew, right? Number one, they lacked the resources, the social 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 connection, right? And as a Negro male, you're going to receive the worst as possible. So we was taught under no circumstances you be down there in front of that white man's court system. We never did. Unfortunately, in the last 30, 40 years, many of these so-called parents have failed to teach their children about America. So they're down there in droves. In droves. 
getting large, large sentences during their prime. 20, 30, 40, 50 years during your prime. You come out old and decrepit. No skills, no place to stay, etc. Because why you fail to understand? Image matters. Your image matters in this country. And so again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBC 102.9. Again, listen to WBC 102.9. Name is name is the program for the hours called Matrisha, baby, from Matrisha. Observation, Matrisha, observation. Well, observation, Matrisha. As a condition out of the last two decades, just talking about what I see. Although my focus and interest is on Eidos, American medicinal slave, I don't disparage any group, be it Caribbean, African, Latinos, any group. I have no extra ground because no group. I focus on my group because why my group now is a permanent underclass. No group needs more, say, uh, no group needs an advocate more so than my group. Because since King was murdered, and also Malcolm, we've gone the wrong way. We've stopped fighting for ourselves. So I'm going to take a break. I'll be back in a minute to continue my dialogue. I'm talking about, you know, from the trenches, image matters. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. I'm back, Boston. Again, you listen to W B. CA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the little program is called From the Trenches, Baby. Off the basement trenches, off the basement trenches, from the trenches. Today, I'm talking about the importance of image. Image. Image matters. And I'm talking to my group, because I identify as American, American descendant slaves, Ados, or to black America. Disparaging no group, not against Caribbean blacks, African blacks, Latino blacks. Nope, nope, not against anybody. 
But no group needs to be reminded, more so than us, that we are now a permanent underclass, a permanent underclass, according to economists. Black Americans now are permanent underclass. And by the year, I think it's 2053, um, about 30 years from now, we're going to have zero wealth. We're going to have zero wealth. No wealth. So how can you how can you thrive in a country with no wealth, Adolf? How can you? You can't. And to compound that, right, your image is being totally distorted because why? Many in our community are doing some hideous thing. Yes, white people do the same thing. They're doing a hideous thing too, but they control the medium. They show the 6, 11 o'clock news, looping, looping, you running through the uh, subway, subway station, beating up people, smashing grab, drive-by shooting. All those so-called violent crimes. They control the medium. So they can project your image. And we compound that by doing those things. And they loop those things, right? Every hour on the hour to project to the atmosphere. Black men are dangerous. Black women are promiscuous. This community is one to be what? Feared. This community, we must what uh, keep in check by always what incarcerating them, giving the most time allowable by white law. And many of our young people who've been who've been improperly educated by their parents don't understand the importance of image. The reason why I come to really respect and revere my parents' generation. My mom and dad were born in 1930. My grandmother, Rosa Taylor, I think she was born in either 1900, maybe might have been 1890. Terrible time for us. Despicable time. Constant indignation. Constant being degraded. Constantly being insulted. No protection from the law. <clears throat> no protection by the federal government from white people feeding us terribly. But those people, our elders had pride. Pride. You look at some of the uh, old-fashioned uh, TV ads on YouTube of folks born in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s. Look how they dress. There's Poe. Poe, 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 Poe. But look how they carry themselves. Look how their kids dress. They were determined not to live up to the negative image that the white community had cast for them, for us. Look at them. Look at them. Look at our women, how they carried themselves. They were determined to be cast as a Jezebel, a hussy, a cheap woman. Look at them. I'm sure they were promiscuous. I'm sure about that. No doubt about that. But look of the image they projected out into the atmosphere in public. Look how men were dressed. How fathers were dressed. Look at them. And you go to any YouTube, you know, any platform, look how folks carried themselves during the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Look at them. During the height 
of oppression for Adels, American born blacks. Look at the image they project to the world. Look at the image they project to the world. Look at Dr. King out there fighting for us. Keep in mind now, when Dr. King, Andrew, Ron, Andrew Young came out there, right? These were young guys in their 20s. They had no idea. There's, there's no blueprint, no manual how to, how, to, how to fight white supremacy, how to fight white racism. There's no, blue, no blueprint these folks had. But look how they carried themselves and conducted themselves. Look, look at them. Listen to them. I was telling any of you who hear my voice today, go back, look at, just listen to them. Listen to their language, their appearance. They had group pride, racial pride, individual pride. But look at this today. Go to any platform, any platform. Look at our women. Showing everything. Sell a record. Or get somebody to, 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 to finance them, support them. What they're saying is they're, they're for sale. Look at them. They're for sale. Our males, look at our males today. They're doing everything they can to prove that they are violent <coughs> and subject to become violent. They must be feared. Why? They're bad boys. <coughs> and what, what, what happened to bad boys? Ladies, what happened to bad boys? end up getting 30, 40, 50 years in this thing called prison, in a hole called prison. But they're bad. But they're bad boys. Because they have not been taught <coughs> that in America, your image has always been tarnished and degraded. So all you're doing <coughs> is aiding and abetting your oppressor, those who exploit us by doing those things. So I contend, <coughs> excuse me, we have an image problem in our community. Many folks don't understand your image matters. What you project in the, in the marketplace matters. <coughs> excuse me. If you don't understand that, just look around at us. Look at our image. Look at our image. People. Fear us. They feel black men. And most of us, right, we're trying to get along, <coughs> raise our children, live peacefully, thrive and prosper as best we can. But the image of black male, black men, black male, <coughs> is being deliberately distorted by those who control this country. <coughs> and so... We understand, as our parents did, <clears throat> they went out of their way to make sure they did not validate or co-sign the unhealthy image that the white community had of us. They did not do that. They did everything in their power to make sure not to live up to those unhealthy images of black men or black women.
Look how they dress. Look how they dress. Look how they dress and carry themselves. <clears throat> Keep in mind, our elders had less wealth than we have. They had less, less wealth. Living in despicable ghettos, despicable housing condition. They stepped out in the public. Look how they carried themselves. Because why? Group pride, racial pride, individual pride. But look at today. Although we got no wealth, that's true. Income-wise, we still behind. <clears throat> but look how we carry ourselves. No pride. Many. No idea of group identity, group pride, racial pride, individual pride. And anything for a buck is okay. Anything for a dollar is okay. Our elders, those folks were born in the 1890s, because I have relatives who were around then that I was blessed to be mentored, mentored, mentored by and talked to in school. A buck for a buck's sake was not top of their agenda. They would not do anything just for the sake of a dollar. All money ain't good money. They were not willing to just do anything to, to humiliate the, the group to make a buck. Our women, look at the women during the time, during the 30s, 20s, 40s, 50s. They was not, they was not, you know, disclosing themselves. They also was beautiful then, because they are now. But look at the difference. Look at the difference. How can the people be taken seriously if you are on display like that? Like that? How can you take a people seriously if you're on display like that? You can't. So I come to realize why, right? Be King or Malcolm, okay? Fannie Lou Hamer, and those folks, those icons, was very conscious about image. Image. And I contend today that too often, too many of our group, right, have no concept about the importance of your image. Your image matters, neighbor. Your image matters. What you project into the atmosphere matters. What Larry projects to the atmosphere matters. Because why? There are young men watching me. There are young men watching me. I've had young brothers say, Larry, I want to be like you when I grow up. I said, well, okay, that's good. But you can be more. Don't just, don't, don't, don't limit yourself. You can be more. Because why are they watching me? If I watch folks ahead of me, who I respected, who I revered. Image matters. I'm not going to do anything that's going to tarnish the image of of, of Edo's men or black American men. I'm going to do anything to do that. Because there are folks who are watching us. Women, young girls are watching you. How you carry yourself. How you conduct yourself. 
how you move, how you groove out here in the atmosphere. They're watching you. And our parents, parents, parents realize that. That the folks behind them are watching how they conduct themselves out here in America. And many of our young folks have failed to realize that. Your life is not your own in America. You might want to say, well, I'm just doing my thing. I'm just doing my thing. I'm just doing me. Well, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, I beg to differ. In society, it always treats us unkind. What you project in the atmosphere matters. What you project in the atmosphere matters. What you project out there matters. Because folks are watching you and me. And I contend, after 20 years out here doing in-home mental health services, that many of our families have failed. They have failed to recognize their ultimate, ultimate duty. It's to prepare their kids to step out here in a society that's hostile and different. But how do you Navigate that, that terrain, given the history and the relationship. How you do that? And many of our folks have failed. They have failed that task. They have failed that. And their kids and us pay the price for that. We pay a price for that. So we must realize, I believe, that image matters. What you project in the atmosphere matters. How you perceive matters. Think about this here, neighbor, the relationship. Of all the people here, we should be the last one out here being foolish. Because image matters. If you don't understand that, right, then to me, you've not been properly educated to be out here. You have been fooled. And so, I just want to put out the atmosphere that we must understand that what you project in the atmosphere has consequences. How you perceive has consequences. There's no getting around that. And so I want you to know that many homes have failed these young people. They have failed to prepare them to be out here in America. And given the relationship that exists here between Black Americans or Adels and white, white communities. It's, it's a disaster. They're being locked up as though there's no tomorrow, doing their prime, getting out when they're old, decrepit, etc. And what can they do? Nothing. They can do nothing but sit there and wait to expire. Because the mom's opinion is not properly raised to be out here. So I'm saying to you, 
that it's time for us to understand the importance of image. Image matters. Mine matters. Yours matters. Because we have been an oppressed group from day one. And we should not be about aiding and abetting that process or, say, co-signing that process. <clears throat> Just my belief, come to your own conclusion, it ain't working. So again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You, you've been listening to WBC 102.9. Again, you've listened to WBC 102.9. Name my program is called From the Trenches, baby. Off the basement trenches, off the basement trenches. I'm seeing out here for the last 20, 20 plus decades, 20 plus years. We've got an image problem. <clears throat> and many people don't understand the importance of image. Look at our elders. Go to any clip. Look at folks who during the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Look how they conduct look how they look how they dress. Conduct themselves. Look at them. How they carry themselves. Totally different. Totally different. And so I'm here to say it's time for us to recognize that we need to do something different. We need to understand, right, that image matters. Our image was never good <clears throat> from the beginning. And so we understand that we're foolish. We're foolish. So I'll be back next week with a different uh, subject matter, but I'm always talking about what I'm seeing out here from the trenches. I want you to know that they, I, I just bear no group, just no group. How do I speak to my group, American more than black, because why we are now a permanent underclass. All the research, all the research shows that. So until, until, until next week, you know, God bless you. Be safe. And we'll be talking. I'll be back next week. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.